Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome Dan Gilmore, who's Chief Marketing Officer at Softion. And today we're going to talk about the role and benefits of warehouse execution systems. Now, like in so many other uh, areas of supply chain management, warehousing operations today are much more complex, dynamic, and automated than ever before. And as a result, the technology landscape within warehouses continues to evolve and, and expand. And one example of that is the growing role and importance of warehouse execution systems. So what is a WES and you know, why is it needed? And how does a WES uh, work? And you know, what are some of its benefits? You know, what benefits does it provide? Well, those are some of the main questions we're going to discuss in today's episode. And it's great to have Dan on the program to share his insights and perspective on this topic. I've, I've known Dan for, for more than 20 years, uh, spanning his many roles as an industry analyst, an executive at several software companies, and, and of course, uh, you know, as president and founder of Supply Chain Digest, which I'm sure many of you, you know, read and follow a, as I do. So, Dan, welcome to the program. Adrian, thanks, uh, thanks for having me. We're really excited about it. It's great what you've done with this, uh, with this platform here and very much looking forward to talking about uh, WES. Great. Well, Dan, I mean, you and I uh, would often meet, you know, at industry conferences, you know, at least two or three times a year, we'll bump into each other at CSCMP or, you know, other conferences and always have a chance to catch up. But obviously the last, the last couple of years, you know, we, we haven't had a chance to really meet at, at in-person conferences. So it's, it's great to, you know, catch up here, uh, at least in, in the virtual realm. So uh, again, thank you for making the time. Um, so, so, so let's just, you know, dive into the topic here. I mean, I think that you know, most people, I would hope, are familiar with what a warehouse management system is and, and are, are using one these days, particularly if they're in any kind of, you know, e-commerce environment or any kind of volume that, that they're running. And certainly there's been a lot of discussion around warehouse control systems as well. So I think a lot of people are familiar with that. But I think, you know, as with myself, I wasn't as familiar with, the, you know, warehouse execution system. So why don't we start there? I mean, what is a, a WES and just as importantly, why is it needed? Yeah, it's great. It's, it's kind of funny because it's actually a product that's been around for a while, yet in many respects, it's also very new to the market. And we'll talk about that a little bit. So kind of the history here is actually some number of years back, there were a very small number, two or three uh, kind of companies associated with the materials handling industry that really, you know, made some arguments that WMS was falling short in automated facilities because it wasn't caring enough about the utilization of the materials handling equipment. And typically that would be, you know, sortation systems, et cetera. Anybody that's been in warehouse knows it would get a lot of peaks and valleys and a lot of kind of downtime and whatever. And so uh, they proposed some, you know, mathematical, if you will, based solutions to uh, level loading that, uh, that, that work on the automation and in the end, therefore getting more throughput. And certainly there was some very much truth in that, although, you know, kind of like Softion, uh, had a WMS that always had, you know, capabilities to sense what's happening on materials handling equipment and, and flowing the work accordingly. But uh, nevertheless, so the, you know, the early WES vendors did have a point. Now, it kind of stayed as a very niche type product for, for a long time. Um, but then, you know, most recently, just kind of as the market awareness of how do we get more out of the facilities we've got, how do we get more out of that equipment, how do we get more productivity generally, uh, you know, started to uh, really gain uh, some, you know, importance. Uh, WS has now started to really gain some market momentum. And um, there's a lot of interest, uh, both in automated and non-automated sites about WS. We'll talk about that. So, you know, what what is WES? 
Uh, it's something that sort of sits between WMS and WCS. Uh, unfortunately, there's really no clear market definition. And, you know, there's a lot of companies claiming to have a WES, but uh, there's, you know, huge variation in the actual capability. So you got to do your homework. But I'll just say it's, you know, it's, it's software that kind of sits on top of a WMS. You know, in SoftDance case, that could be our own WMS or a third-party WMS, like a legacy system or a aging best of breed or ERP WMS or whatever. And, and I'm going to say use the terms orchestrates and optimizes order fulfillment in a way even beyond what a tier one WMS like SoftDance or other WMSs can do. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, that really resonated for me when I first kind of got it in my head is, you know, key difference between WMS and WES is that WES is always on. It's all, always monitoring and listening to what's happening in the environment and they're, and then making, you know, proactively making smart, optimized decisions accordingly, just in a different way than the WMS approaches the work. So I'll just real quickly go through, you know, some of the the capabilities that you know you likely to to, to be in, in in a WMS and you know number one it's just very granular capability granular visibility to what's happening in different areas within the distribution center that could be case picking as a whole or that could be each level of a multi level uh, case pick module you know setup or whatever so you know it's looking at activity it's looking for bottlenecks and that goes into both, you know, creating operational dashboards that I can see what's happening at each, you know, node or processing area within the distribution center. But it's also that, you know, it helps supervisors and managers, but it's also that same data that the WES is using to make those smart business decisions. So that's one thing. Second, you know, looking for advanced labor planning. There's so much concern about labor now in terms of both the availability and cost uh, and Companies just need better tools to manage that. So, you know, in SoftDance case, you know, we're actually using simulation of the order flow that is expected for a day and other inputs uh, to, you know, compare that against the resources that we have and coming up with a, what I'll call is a time phase plan. What's going to happen between eight and nine, nine to 10, 10 to 11 uh, in terms of where labor is needed and then dynamically allocating that, that, that uh, labor throughout the day. Very important, uh, very, very in terms of uh, the current environment. Really though, the thing that starts to really get me excited is the, you know, order optimization and orchestration that I talked about. Uh, in our particular case, that means a dynamic set of rules, a dynamic rules engine that's going to drive the you know flow of work. And what does that mean? Well, a dynamic rules engine is one that's based on conditions. What's happening is not a fixed uh, decision tree. It's a decision tree that's uh, aware of what's actually happening in the facility at any point in time. And then you know, optimally, automatically releasing work to the floor based on a whole bunch of different variables, the order priorities, the capacities, the workload, all, all of these kind of things. And really what, you know, Gartner and, and others are calling the autonomous warehouse. One of the real insights that we had in terms of developing this was that how much even a very good, you know, warehouse with a very good WMS, there's still a lot of manual decision-making. And frankly, just in many cases, the, you know, the, 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 the WES or the computer can make it better and process all of that information. And so this notion of being able to just automatically flow work to the floor without the need for human touch really is a game changer in the industry. And this is where you get into the, it's not the only thing, but it's where you get into things like waveless processing versus wave-based processing, um, and, and, you know, et cetera. And then one important thing really key to note here is that one of the things that we view is a little bit differently is that WES is not only very good for heavily automated systems, it can work just fine in manual systems as well. And we'll talk a little bit about that a little bit more in the use cases. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you, you know you provide a nice you know uh, you know high level overview of of, of WES and, and kind of some of the the key fun capabilities of, of and value that that it adds. I mean, when I know when you and I first talked about this, I mean, I was trying to wrap my head around it as well and trying to you know come up with a definition. Of course, I, I related it to another term that also has uh, definitional problems, and that is you know control tower. But I almost kind of viewed it as kind of a a, a microcosm of a control tower where it's taking you know, the data, the information, visibility to what's happening at the warehouse, what's happening with, you know, orders coming in and so forth, and really orchestrating, you know, the, uh, you know, the taking that information, synthesizing it, and then running it through optimization and so forth to then, you know, helping to, uh, you know, uh, uh, flow that product through the warehouse as, as efficiently as possible. I mean, that was kind of my, you know, quick, you know, way of trying to conceptualize uh, a WES. Yeah, I, I think I'd add to that, of course, as you say, control towers, many definitions of, of that, but I, I think I'd, I'd phrase it as a smart control tower. And if you put a smart control tower for the four walls of a distribution center, I think that would be a, a fairly accurate characterization. So probably probably the best way to kind of paint the picture is actually to talk through some, you know, specific use examples, uh, you know, cases of how, uh, you know, WS works and, and its benefits. Can, can you share some of that you know, in terms of, you know, maybe with some of the clients that you've worked with and how they've deployed this and, and some examples there of the benefits they've achieved? Sure. So, you know, let's like something as simple as, you know, manual cart picking, which is, you know, probably the most predominant way that uh, piece picks at least are, are, are done in the distribution center. You know, how do you organize that work and release it to cart pickers in a way that best balances, you know, both efficiency needs, especially early in the day, and then, you know, getting, making sure all the work is done in, in a timely way. Um, you know, you can just, you know, what is the batch, what does the order batch or the order pool look like? You know, how big does it need to be before you start releasing work? Because the bigger the batch you have to work with, the more optimization you have. Okay. And so, you know, there's a lot of variables there. There's the order priority. There's what's the cart configuration. Do you have just one type of cart or do you have some carts that are three by three and some that are four by four or whatever the different permutations of that are often that's the case. Obviously you're trying to minimize across, you know, say you have 20 cart pickers, you're trying to minimize travel distance and that has to play into how you assign orders to a specific cart. Uh, how many free carts do you have at any one point in time? How many pickers do you have available? You thought you had 20, only 15 showed up. So all of that goes into the fact that when you a picker, a cart picker scans an or a cart ID, the WES is going to in effect dynamically assign the orders to that cart, the, the nine orders or the 12 orders or the 16 orders or whatever it happens to be. So, and how do you do that in that optimal way? It's very complicated actually, but there's even more, you know, how do you do if, if uh, all of a sudden a hot order comes down that needs to go out in an hour, how do I automatically, you know, take one of the orders off of the cart that hasn't been started yet and the pick still lies in front of me and insert that dynamic hot order into that same cart in a way that the operator doesn't even know that it happened. They wouldn't know that it happens, okay? And then we also have this notion of a perpetual cart where uh, in use, whereas you, Whereas where in some cases, if uh, a order is on a cart is complete, you can actually drop that cart on a drop zone or onto a, a, a takeaway conveyor and dynamically insert another order onto that. So rather than being limited, it looked like to the 16 slots that you had on that cart, maybe you can get 20 or 24 different orders on that same cart. Dynamically changes uh, you know, the, the thinking about capacity. So, so that's one example. Uh, another example that I love, and we're certainly seeing, you know, great uptake in the uh, use of so-called put walls. I don't know how well everyone in the audience understands that, but greatly simplifying, it's a picking technology or strategy that involves uh, putting orders into a uh, structure like a series of cubby holes 
Uh, and when the orders are complete uh, on the back end, the uh, light goes on and tells the packer this order is done. They take that I those items, put it into a box and, 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 and off it goes. So it, it's actually quite a bit of optimization opportunities that come in with put walls. You need to kind of balance the order picking side where you're trying to drive efficiencies through batch picking and then the putting process into the front end of those walls. And how do I do that most effectively? So usually you're not gonna have all of your, the capacity to handle all of your orders through a put wall. In many cases, like single line item orders, put walls aren't even the way to go. So what a WES can do is say, okay, this pool of orders, say I have a thousand orders and I've got 500 put wall slots, which are the best 500 orders that I want to run through the put wall? Okay, and it takes some sophisticated algorithms, uh, you know, to figure that out. Uh, and then, you know, things like looking at that convent monitoring that I talked about there. What if there's congestion for some period of time with the pull wall for any number of reasons? Do I have another route, uh, say, as a manual cart pick to get that work done and get it to packing? So the WMS is going to be smart enough and a condition aware enough to say, okay, for this period of time, I need to reroute orders that would have been best for the put wall, but can right now because of congestion should go to cart picking until the put wall congestion clears up, and then I can route the the you know the rest of the orders through the put wall as I normally would expect to go. And then just one more example, and this is a real great example, real customer, um, apparel type company, uh, soft goods company um, that didn't have the, uh, uh, had very limited sortation capacity and room in their distribution center. And for a variety of physical reasons, that that, that sorter system shouldn't be, uh, couldn't be expanded. So it became a huge constraint, the constraint on throughput. Uh, and what they were having was inconsistent, getting back to the kind of the original value prop of a WES, um, they couldn't get the, uh, the throughput was very, uh, inconsistent you know, peaks and valleys, dry time, whatever. And each idle minute, you know, on that sortation system where there wasn't much product coming through is lost capacity. So what we were able to do is implement the WES and significantly improve the flow to the, you know, small number of diverts on the sortation system and was able to therefore dramatically increase the throughput, throughput of the whole DC. Uh, and key to this is this was, you know, very small, you know, very limited automation uh, opportunity here. So this is a lot of, you know, kind of more manual picking, but then utilizing the sortation system. And you just can't do this with better wave planning. You need a smart condition aware ability to release the work based on what's happening on the automation as we just discussed. So some exciting examples I could go on, but here's, I think, some real opportunities for companies to, you know, take their operations to the next level. Yeah, no, great examples. And as you were going through those examples, you know, it struck me. And again, you know, uh, and you know, this going back to, to the analyst days, right? You know, historically, when, when we talked about quote unquote execution systems, you know, it was all about kind of automating, you know, manual processing and quote unquote planning systems. That's where the optimization and, and the smart mathematics, you know, was in. But really, what you, you know, in all these examples that you've talked about, even though we're calling this warehouse execution systems, optimization and advanced mathematics and algorithms are really a, a, a key part of this, right? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I mean, we're, we're heading towards, we'll maybe touch on this before the end of the broadcast, but here, but uh, I mean, we're talking about the advent of the, of the smart warehouse and there's no question there. There's, it's, it's not only WES, there, there's other components that obviously you got things like machine learning and AI and all that that goes into that, which are certainly are being applied within WES as well. But uh, yeah, this is a, a new level of intelligence and smarts uh, and and uh, conditional, you know, decision making uh, that is just different than the way WMS has thought about the problem historically. 
Right. Now, the, uh, the, does WES provide benefits, you know, beyond the warehouse, like in, you know, transportation? Well, you know, that's an interesting, you know, question. I mean, primarily it is a distribution center, you know, kind of four wall technology. So, you know, the initial response might be, you know, maybe not that much, but that's, that's not, that's not really true. So here's one interesting example. You know, many, if you've been in any, into any e-commerce warehouses, really any kind of warehouses, but especially in e-commerce, you know, there's, you know, they may have multiple cutoff times if they're using multiple carriers, especially, it can depend on service, but you know, the UPS truck cuts off at, cut off is at five o'clock or the FedEx is six o'clock or whatever it happens to be. Uh, and often, you know, shippers struggle to get all the orders that they've made commitments for onto those trucks in a timely way. And frankly, I've seen it where there's a certain amount of, you know, I'll call it chaos, maybe that's too strong of a word, but, uh, but that's approximate of you know kind of what happens with everyone scrambling and often not getting everything on the truck that needs to go. So with WES, you know, a couple of things. First off, and this is again the smarts of WES at the beginning of the day with the orders, you're really focusing. You got all this work that needs to be done, and that gives you the best opportunities to op, you know, optimization because the more you know variables, if you will, in play, or the more uh, 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 tasks that are involved, the more you can combine those in ways that drive the biggest efficiency. Okay, but then as the day goes on, the shift needs to adjust from focus on productivity to starting to focus on service and customer commitments. And the WES has the capability to do that automatically. And one of the things WES, at least in Sofian's case, can do is, is calculate, if you will, you know, the time it's going to take to pick and transport orders from the picking uh, from the picking areas through packing and onto the truck and do so in a way that automatically releases the worker. It doesn't have, have to be a human being releasing waves to do this. The WS is gonna automatically release those works so that the or the packages that need to get on the UPS truck, get on the UPS truck in a, in a timely manner and do so without the confusion and the chaos and with certainty and consistency that's gonna happen. So that's a way that uh, WS can really benefit the parcel shipping process. Yeah, that's, that's a great example. And particularly with parcel, I mean, it used to be that, you know, Right now it would be peak season, right? You know, the holiday season would be when you know mo most companies that are involved with parcel shipping in the holidays, you know, would would have the biggest headaches. But you know, it, it's for the past year and a half, it's been peak season all year. <laughs> right. So right. this is this is you know the scenario you painted is not just a holiday season type of scenario. It's you know meeting those cutoff times and you know the, the somewhat limited capacity, the capacity. You know, there's even capacity constraints on the partial side of things. So. That, that capability has become even more critical over, over the past year and a half. Um, so, you know, as companies start thinking about, uh, you know, WES, I mean, well, what questions should should they ask, you know, when evaluating and selecting a, a solution? I mean, what, what are some important capabilities that, you know, they should look for? Yeah, well, uh, good, good, good question. You know, again, kind of harking to my comments early in the interview here, um, there are many companies claiming to have WES and that results in a wide range of, of, of capabilities. And, Especially, it's a challenge I think for for shippers because WES with the the smarts and the the algorithms you talked about here does have a little bit in some case, aspects of black box sort of aspect to it here. So you know you got to put in some effort to really separate uh, the contenders from the pretenders, if you will. And obviously based on what it is uh, you need, but um, you know uh, I, I think clearly you know the ability to automate this flow of work to the floor is the kind of you know, foundational capability that's going to define what a W separates a WES from, from, from a WMS. There's more to it, but that's, that's the one that really just resonates with me. Uh, and so the WS, you know, should be looking at a range of variables, including an order priority, optimization opportunity, resource and inventory availability, carrier cutoff times and more. 
to, 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 to uh, you know, it's, it's how the variables that go into how the work uh, is released. And so this isn't the easiest thing to evaluate, frankly, uh, but yet uh, I think if you, you know, ask the right questions and, and keep at it, you're going to, you know, find out who can really deliver uh, these kind of advanced capabilities and, and, and who can't. And, you know, I'd say in a, you know, standalone WES implementation, this is really interesting because it offers the opportunity to kind of um, turbocharge, if you will, an aging WMS without replacing the entire WMS. You can keep the WMS for doing some inbound stuff in terms of receiving and put away and uh, inventory transactions with the ERP. But then let you let the WES, you know, take over the rest of optimizing the order fulfillment processes. This is an interest that is really driving a lot of what's going on in the WES market right now. But, you know, sometimes you, in that scenario there, you need some additional capabilities. So, you know, having a WMS also in the portfolio, as Softian does, just as an example, allows, you know, you to kind of borrow some of these capabilities from WMS and add them to WES, just tailor the solution a little bit more uh, ideally to what a customer wants. And a great example of that would be a, a cartonization functionality. That's been a WMS capability for a long time, but sometimes in the WES implementation, you need that too. I want to look for something that you can, uh, has the flexibility and the, and the componentry that you can bring over those other capabilities. And the last thing I just add is, you know, the ability to support cloud deployment. Um, cloud has not been very common, frankly, in WES to date, but it's, it's really for all kinds of reasons, the way to go. And uh, one of the things that's all you're gonna do is set up a private cloud environment and then support any number of individual DCs with their own, you know, unique WES setup and configuration. Uh, this is a real advantage to companies and it's a big change with the because existing WESs have been very uh, uh, on-premise centric. Yeah, a, a lot of great points there. I mean, the last two points that you brought up, I think are, are, are interesting and important too. I mean, obviously the cloud piece, I mean, I think, you know, just about every you know, category of supply chain software has moved in, in that direction, but even just the architecture itself, you know, you talk about, you know, componentization um, and the ability to, you know, leverage components perhaps from a WMS to build the ultimate solution that you need, you know, combining the w, WES capabilities from certain aspects or capabilities of, the, uh, of a WMS and being able to, you know, uh, uh, integrate those together via services, you know, based architecture, which I think is another direction that the industry has been moving in, right? Absolutely. So that, that's exactly right. And very uh, great of you to pick that up. So a lot of opportunity there to do that if you've got, you know, the right set of capabilities, and the right architecture, as you indicated. So, I, you know, as a way to wrap up then, uh, Dan, I, you've been, you know, you've probably been through, you've certainly been, been through more warehouses than I have uh, over your career. And, and you certainly have kept a, a pulse on on uh, the, the evolution of what's been happening in, in warehousing operations for, for a long time. So how do you see, you know, warehouse technology, you know, the, the technology landscape, uh, both software and the automation side of things, uh, you know, evolving over the next two years? I mean, what, over the next few years, I mean, what, what excites you? the most about, you know, the future of warehousing technology? Yeah, well, we're certainly entering into some, uh, some interesting times. I mean, clearly the trend towards automation, in some cases, you know, heavy automation um, is becoming the new normal. I mean, obviously we've had automation around for decades, but, uh, you know, now, as I mentioned earlier, the labor availability, labor costs, and the declining costs in many types of uh, automation, especially mobile robots, um, you know, is, is, is driving, you know, significant interest from all kinds of companies, even some that, you know, a few years ago, wouldn't have thought, you know, automation was, was for them. But we can't, when we do that, especially in these heavily, heavily automated facilities, we can't have all these islands of automation. 
Uh, I was recently talking to one apparel company with a heavily automated 2 million square foot distribution center, but despite all the investment they made, throughput in that facility is actually declining. And they keep, you know, why is that? Well, because the automation was built for specific purposes and use cases, but they keep getting new customers and new requirements and other things they have to do. And what the, the guy we talked to said, you know, the only solution that they had was a, they keep adding wave types. They've got now have like 75 or 80 different wave types. And it's just the whole system is, is just backed up and the flow of goods is not happening. And so, you know, there's an opportunity to add WES into the mix here and synchronize the flow and of work across all these, you know, process areas and types of automation uh, and, and really be aware of the constraints and meter the flow of work according to that. So, I mean, that's a whole new way of thinking about, you know, the, the problem there. And, you know, and, and tied to that, as I indicated previously, this, you know, automated release of work, you know, what some are calling the autonomous warehouse, you know, really is a game changer. I mean, for WMS is a great product. We, we've got to find one. Uh, but, you know, to a certain extent, the industry has only had, you know, kind of incremental progress for a couple of decades here in core WMS, I guess I call it. Uh, this auto uh, automatic release of work and, and doing so in a, in a, in a very smart uh, context aware way is, is a step change. It's not incremental change. It's a step change. So these are very exciting times. We're moving to the era of the, era of the smart warehouse. We're really already here now. And I think it's going to you know, change the way everybody thinks about warehouse software over the next five years. You know, I love the term the smart warehouse because, I mean, I, th I think that um, uh, for, for a long time, you know, uh, and I'm glad that it's changed, but I think, you know, back when I started, when you started, you know, people viewed logistics and, you know, whether it's transportation, warehousing as just a cost center, as a kind of a blue collar, low tech, no tech, you know, type of environment. And th those are things that happen on, on the back lot of the building, you know. And, and certainly, I think that was the perspective of many CEOs and CFOs that really didn't understand. You know, that's the stuff that happens in the back end. Um, you fast forward to today, and I think every CEO, CFO, obviously, over the past year and a half, fully appreciates the role and importance of supply chain and, and logistics to uh, you know to their business. But just as importantly, when you look at everything that's happening in technology right now, and, and the warehouse, in many ways, is is kind of leading the way with robotics, leading the way with a lot of this optimization and 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 uh, you know, machine learning and, and and so forth that we touched upon here today. Um, so it truly is, you know, an area of particularly when I talk to a lot of students, you know, they always think about Apple and Google and all these, you know, high tech areas. And I, I always say, you know what, there's a lot of exciting technology oriented things happening in the supply chain logistics realm. So, you know, don't overlook it because there's a lot of opportunities in, in this area. Um, so Dan, um, again, great to catch up. Uh, appreciate you making the time to you know, help educate us on what is a warehouse execution system, its, its role and benefits and, and kind of what the future looks like. So again, appreciate you making the time to be with us today. I enjoyed it so much, Adrian. Thanks for the opportunity. I thought it was a fine discussion and uh, uh, hopefully we'll do one again before too long. Great. I want to thank those of you that joined us. If you're watching this episode on demand, either at the Softion website or on Talking Logistics, and you've got a question or a comment for Dan, you can post it there and I'm sure he'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.